Acts chapter 3, we are in perilous times, but we're also in precious times. God is not in trouble. I need to aim it out there from my wife or at least somebody. I said, God is not in trouble. The world is in trouble, but God is not in trouble. You may be surprised, but God's not surprised. He's omniscient. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple of the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. That's when Jesus Christ died on the cross. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Now he's asking for alms. He's begging the people going to church. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. He was panhandling. And Peter, fasting his eyes upon him, and said, Look on us. Take a good look. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive some cash in his pocket. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. Thank God didn't stop there. But such as I have, give I unto thee. I'm going to give it to thee. He said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And my topic today is going to be it's not too late to ask. Somebody in this building is about to have a miracle. Somebody in this building is about to step into a supernatural of the Lord. And God brought you here to bless your socks off. And if you don't have socks on, God bless your shoes off. Dear Lord Jesus, this is the hour. This is the time. And I thank you for this moment, God, that you've given to us. I want you to bless the service and bless the people of this place. In the name of Jesus, let everybody leave here happy. God, touch of God. In the name of Jesus, release your supernatural power. In the name of Jesus, in your name, God, it shall be done. You may be seated. Katrina had taken place in Louisiana, and houses were blown down. People lost many of their goods, many of their lives. It was unbelievable what took place. So a little few days after the storm, a calm came. And on the radio, they were trying to tie in and tag into people who wanted to give comments on the radio, like Facebook is. And a man called in and said, Look, I don't believe there is any God. Others were thanking God they were alive. And this man said, I don't believe there's a God. And the man asked him why. He said, well, I did pray to God. And asked him not to let me lose my home. 
or my family, etc. But he said, I was totally wiped out. And therefore, there can't be any God anywhere because I didn't get what I asked for. I didn't get what I asked for. Therefore, it's conclusion there is no God. So he gave up on God because he didn't get what he asked for. And so the men there wittingly responded. I'm not sure if he was anointed or appointed to respond with the answer that he gave, but he said, Look, have you ever considered that it's the possibility that God did not ignore you nor forgot you, but God was dealing with regular customers first? And uh, you were not up on the list. You were way down on the list. Because in the good time, God didn't know you. Why should God rescue you in the bad times? When you had everything flowing in your direction, you didn't know God. And God did not deny you. And what the man is saying, it's never too late to ask. But it's always in your interest to wait. Because even though God may have delayed to respond, it does not mean a denial on the part of God. This man was at the gate called Beautiful. I am sure in his heart desire, he longed to walk like everybody walked. He was tired of being carried all his life from a kid or whatever age he was when he got uh, disabled. And he longed to walk. So he gave up asking. There's somebody in this building, you have not yet recognized what you wanted from God. And you're just like this man. You are ready to settle for a substitute instead, instead of what God has instituted for you. But this man gave up on expecting to walk. And so he became a professional beggar. And the problem with them is nobody ever corrected his altitude and attitude in begging. So he was content to carry it and place at the gate and look for a response for those who would give him a handout. But then he walked in the presence of two or three Pentecostal preachers. Hallelujah. You never know where you are right now. But this could be the gate to heaven. This could be the place that you've longed to be all your life and not even know it. And so, he's in the right presence of the right couple of men but asking the wrong question. He looked to the preachers to expect him to have silver and gold and coins like others have. Well I'm going to tell you most church preachers are poor. <laughs> and so you got the, the worst one right here. These guys forsaken all. They got nothing left to give except a message for your mess. And so he said look at us. He thought they were going to put that in his purse and pull up some money and give to them. But to him, but he said, no, I don't have any money. I can imagine the frown on his face. Then why are you talking to me? Keep on walking. <laughs> but just a minute, let me finish my sentence. Silver and gold have I none. But I have the one that holds it all. I know the one that owns it all. And I'm going to tell you now, you're asking a mist in the book of, in the book of uh, 
James chapter 1 and James chapter 4, he said, you ask not and you get not. And when you did ask, you asked the wrong question. And when you asked the wrong question, you got answers you don't like. Amen. And by the way, and then when you ask, you ask and you waver back and forth, you are like the sea tossed to and fro. He said, when you come to God asking, you got to have your mind made up. <laughs> because God promises are not yes and amen. I mean, nay, nay, and nay, nay. God says, so yes and amen. And so you got to come to God with the right question, otherwise you're going to leave with the wrong conclusion. And you may not get what you could have got had you had the right question and you asked the right thing that God would have delivered to thee. But there is no fault in God. And so the Bible said, Peter just said, look, guy, we don't have silver and gold. Sorry, we can't help you. But one thing we do have, and you should have asked me for and you didn't ask me for it, you should have asked for a miracle. You shouldn't come here asking for money. You should be asking for a miracle. But what happened was, he gave up on the possibility of her having a miracle and decide to live with his misery instead of a miracle. Hallelujah. If you don't ask, you will not get. And if you ask a miss, you do without. But if you ask in faith, believing, you will hear, leave receiving. And so the problem is not with God. The problem is with the one that's asking. And Peter and John said, come on, look at us. Don't look away from us. Look at us because we got something that you don't think we have. He says, I've got a name that can solve your crippled situation. He says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Asking for the wrong thing. When you should be asking for a miracle, you're asking for silver and gold. I am positive that man was upset with the two preachers. And said, man, keep on walking. Don't waste my time. Somebody has come behind you. Let me talk to the person behind you. But no, friend, we got what you want. We got what you need. You just have to ask the right question. And you can lose your misery and have a miracle. My topic today is to tell you it's not too late to ask. You see, Lazarus was dead. Mary and Martha got mad because what they asked for did not happen. They asked Jesus to get involved <laughs> in what's called a prevention program. Now there's somebody here with a situation in their life that think it's gone too far. That it's beyond remedy. It's beyond recovery. It looked like God cannot retrieve it. And God can't bring revival to that which is damaged so bad. You're dealing with damaged goods. Martha and Mary dismissed Jesus and they quit on him because he did not bring about, listen now, the program they want him to bring about. They wanted Jesus Christ to prevent Lazarus from dying. But Jesus deliberately delayed and allowed him to die. And they concluded when they heard that Jesus showed up, 
it's not worth asking any further. It's not worth asking because he is dead. Let me tell you, friend, when your prevention program does not work, remember God have an intervention program. I was with somebody could hear him talking about. God may not choose to do a preventative program, but he may do an intervention program that will far exceed what you're asking for, what you expect of him, what you think God can do. Don't give up on asking. Don't turn away from asking. Just ask for the right thing. What you need is not silver and gold. What you need is a miracle. That's what you need. That's the answer you're looking for. And the church don't have silver and gold. But the church has miracles, signs, and wonders, and deliverance. That's what we're all about. That man went home many times with silver and gold in his cup. But he was still a cripple. I'd rather leave this church right now healed than you give me your lousy Canadian dollars. Hallelujah. Because once you spend it, honey, you're still crippled. Hello? There's some people in our world, in the engineering world and the industrial world, they're called lobbyists. You know a lobbyist? A lobbyist is a professional that knows how to ask. Companies hire them. They have learned the art of asking. Governments, philanthropists, banks, and they always acquiesce and acquire what they're asking for. Where you fail and falter, they, my friend, rise to the top because they know how to ask. I'm trying to tell somebody right here, Mary and Martha had to get a revelation that Jesus Christ might not be in the mood to prevent the death, but he can intervene in the death and bring forth a resurrection which far exceed, amen, the prevention program. And the Lord said, look, girl, don't give up on asking. If you can ask in faith, you can leave here believing. He said, just take me to the problem and I'll show you possibilities. Show me where you lay the problem and I'll show you who I am. I'll show you what I am. I want to tell you, if you want to see a miracle, take Jesus to where the problem is and hand it to the Lord and you will see a divine miracle and you realize you don't give up on asking for everyone that asketh receive it and everyone that seeketh find it and everyone that knock it shall be open there's some people that don't take no for an answer it's never too late to ask Jairus Come quickly, my daughter is about to die. Somebody here got a sick situation in their home. And look like you can't solve it. And you're asking for help. And look like Christ is not showing up. It looks like he's late. He's delayed. You're about to give up on God. I got good news for you. 
Learn how to ask. And you have a miracle called receiving. Hallelujah. And Jairus heard the news that his daughter died. And he gave up hope. And said, it's too late to ask. He gave up the desire to ask. But he was asking Christ for the wrong thing. He was not there to bring about prevention. Jesus Christ wanted to show the glory of God by divine intervention. I found this better when God gets involved with divine intervention in your situation than a preventive program. Because you would never know that the power of God is available until God takes your dead situation and put life into it. When God takes you from the claws of the lion, then you realize it was better God visit you in the lion's den than in the palace. You would never know that there's a revelation in the lion's den. You would never know there's a revelation and a divine inspiration in the fiery furnace. He could have kept them from the furnace, but he took them right into the furnace and get involved with divine intervention. What you need is a divine intervention in your convention at home my friend and don't stop asking because God said learn how to ask hallelujah and Jairus said Jesus don't worry it's too late and Jesus said no it's never too late for me to respond to somebody who asks you see never jump to the conclusion that's all over until you put it in the hand of Jesus Christ. I want to show you another example. Here's Jesus Christ with a big old crowd. They're all hungry and starving, have no food, have no money. And somebody said, A little boy got a lunch right here. Hello. The apostles sent him away. In this service, God did not brought you here to send you away empty. He wants to send you with plenty if you know how to ask. Amen. And don't ask a mess. And somebody said, Hey, I got lunch around here? Little boss, I got some lunch here. You, you know what they did? They dismissed the possibility that something supernatural could have happened with their littleness. Hallelujah. What are these among so many? Instead of bringing it to Jesus, they on their own sat down and concluded it was not good enough, plenty enough, able enough, send them away. I'm telling you, my friend, don't send your problems away. Bring it to Jesus. Oh, I wish to God somebody that are out here would, <coughs> would believe this dumb preacher. I'm trying to tell you, there's a miracle in the house. I didn't come too late to talk to you. There's still hope, my friend. There's never a hopeless situation when you're in the presence of Jesus. You just need to learn how to ask. And someone said, no, send him away. And one calculated, what, what are these among so many? And somebody got the wise idea. Why not take it to Jesus? You've decided there's no hope. No need to ask Jesus. It's hopeless. Send him away. And someone said, no, 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 no. 
before you do all that, take it to Jesus. And church, I'm not sure whose idea was it, Andrew or whatever, or Philip, but they brought it to Jesus. And they tried to convince Jesus it was too late to ask the Father to do anything about it. Hello? And when they handed it to Jesus, what did Jesus do? He blessed it and spoke to his Father. And I don't know what all he said, but whatever he said, divine intervention got involved. And he opened his eyes and began to break the bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And began to hand it to the twelve. They didn't see anything growing on trees. They didn't see a bakery around. They didn't see it begin to multiply by progression of, of calculation. All they know is it just didn't run out. It just didn't run out. When little is enough, within the hand of God, somebody had the right de- idea. If you can't fix it, and you can't solve it, and you don't know how to mix it, take it to Jesus and ask Him to do something about something that you think is unremediable. And they had it in the hand of God. Somebody need a miracle in this building. I don't know if it's this side or that side or which side, but one thing I know in this miracle service, there's a God that's handed to me. If you come asking, you shall receive. If you seek after me, you shall find me. If you knock, I will open up the door of the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you can't have room, my friend, to contain what God is about to explain to you. There's a miracle in the house. You want to sit at the gate begging? Go ahead if you want to. You want to rationalize? If this can feed the, the mama or not? Go ahead. But when it got in the hand of Jesus, oh my God, and so said, Jesus, do something, please. Do something with what we have. Hallelujah. Twelve guys feeding people, sitting down by fifties, hundreds, and five hundred. Large crowd and big old men. Hallelujah. How many pounds of food can men alone eat? A whole lot. Never mind women and children. And when they ate it all, hallelujah. Somebody said, Why did we ask him before? Why did we put up a calculator and get a hold of God? Amen. Then Jesus Christ tried to emphasize the message. He said, Now, boys. I can see everybody is bulging up the tummy. And the tummy. Get me twelve baskets. My question is, where did the twelve basket came from? <laughs> Hallelujah. They had more than enough. I said they had more than enough. That men by the gate called beautiful may not have calculated all the cash he could receive. But he received more cash. Even in limbs coming together. Joints getting strength. When he began to leap and jump and shout, people took their eyes off the gate and took their, put their eyes on his legs. And they said, by what power? By what name have you done this, my friend? There's a miracle in this house. It's not by might nor by power. 
the name of Jesus Christ. It's by the Spirit of God. Somebody need to be shouting. Am I in the right church today? Somebody be shouting and say, Hallelujah. Give it all to Jesus. It's not too late to ask God for a miracle. It's not too late to forget to fix the problem in your house. It's not too late for God to bring the backslidden son called the prodigal back home. It's not too late for God to fix a marriage that's broken. It's not too late for God to fix cancer. It's not too God late for God to fix any disease. Somebody needs to ask God to for a miracle and he will do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. James says God is a liberal giver. Meaning God don't give measure. He give good measure. <laughs> Pressed down. Shaken down. Can I go on? Ready over. Exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all. That you can think. Or what? Or what? Or what? Ask. Or imagine. Lord have mercy. Everyone that asks it, receive it. I'm going to tell somebody, stop your assumption and stop saying it's too late. Stop saying it's too far gone. If I were in your pews right now, I'd be doing cartwheel in this building. I didn't care what anybody said. I'd be jumping, shouting. You know why? Because I expect to receive. I heard from heaven. Somebody told me about the joy I can have. Somebody told me in sorrow you can be glad. I never thought it could be until I got my share. I didn't thought things could turn around. I don't care how far things have gone. God can give the traffic circle and it turn around. I said God can turn it around. Somebody to realize the divine intervention in this building. He wants to give you more than a cup full of arms, my friend. He wants to give you everlasting power and revelation. Paul, you can't deny. They could not reverse what God did. I'm trying to tell somebody when God brings solution in your life, it's irreversible. It's indisputable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Would have been nice if God could have prevented Daniel from going to the lion's den. But they wouldn't know how great God is. Would have been nice to keep on the fire, wouldn't it? But you wouldn't know. How do you know God didn't set you for a blessing? The heart of the battle, the street of the victory. Well, that's me in my house. I'm shouting. I said, I'm shouting. Somebody help me shout. Somebody help me shout. Somebody help me shout. Quit your pouting and start shouting. Quit your
you're worrying and stop worshiping and call it somebody get excited and shout hallelujah it could happen to me this could be my time for God to bless me it's time for God to answer my prayer it's time for God to show up delay is not denial it's my time through my trial to get what God promised me Say so for a while. Let's go beyond feelings and step out into faith. I was in a church last week, and they wanted to raise over how many thousand million dollars? I mean, thousand dollars to buy a building. And I'm praying. I said, God, give us some weird ideas to all these folks. Some weird, weird ideas. And blow their socks off. And so I did. I said, folks, how many is in your city? They said, one point so million dollars. I mean, people. I said, all those people are dollars to you. They're looking at me. They look at their size. And look at the numbers. And I thought, brother, Neil flipped out again. I want he loses his hair. I said, everything you want is in this city. Every estate you need is in this city. There's only one owner, Almighty God. The only person who possesses of heaven and earth is God. The thing that I have and hold dear to my heart, they're not mine. They're just borrowed. And when you die, you're going to let go of it. And some people are waiting for you. And I said, I tell you what you're going to do. I said, guys, the people in the pew don't have that money to what you want. They just don't have it. There's no, don't, there's no way. Because so far, God said a bunch of poor people, not rich people. Yeah. So the poor got the gospel preached to them. So they're all poor. So they can't give you the cash you're looking for. They just don't have it. The preacher looked at me and says, he's not shouting, but I'm shouting. I said, man, I'm going to blow your mind. I said, here's the answer. I said, I want you to go around town. And pick up every beer bottle you can find, every beer can you can find. I see. Are you looking at me? Yes, I said that. Every whiskey bottle you can find, every plastic bottle you can find, and don't stop till you read every house of their beer, beer bottles and their bottles, and then you pop up in your backyard and get a big old truck and drive it down. And says, "Oh, you educated, get the calculator out and see how many bottles you need to get." Right? Better than going to the bank. Because people got those junk in their yard that don't need it. They won't get rid of it. Hello? They looked at me kind of strange. That's not what they expect God to do. I said, that's what God wanted to do. I said, all those unemployed saints on the pews, put them to work. They can't say I'm out in the marketplace because nobody employed me, and now they're employed. They're going to pick up bottles. If it didn't work, the drunkards wouldn't do it down here in 97th Street. I mean, down here in the street down here. Hello? And so, I could hear him myself, Pastor, can you give me a scripture for what you're saying? I said, Absolutely. There's a woman in her house. She got just a little cruise of oil. 
And God said, go house to house and go pick up bottles. <laughs> go do what? Pick up bottles. And the bottles you pick up will pay the bill. Hello? Don't tell me God don't have a program. It may not make sense to you, but God said, roll away the stone. Don't argue, roll it away. He knew what he was going to do. I said, He knew what he was going to do. He said, I was glad I was not here when you called for me. But now I hope you're ignoring me and you're making a mistake because I've got your answer. But you got the wrong question. Hallelujah. If you won't let us out, you roll the stone away, and I'll call him out, and when he comes, you loosen him. Lord have mercy. Somebody is making a wrong assumption that in your house everything stinketh, it's dead, it's hopeless, it's hell on earth on my house. I'm going to tell you, my friend, God will turn your hell into heaven. Uh, somebody just shout you bunch of hypocrites you know what I'm talking to you you got hell in your house come on now you got fire in your house uh. come on my friend you got penile in your house uh. you got problem in your house uh. you should be shouting right now and say God you're talking to my house Woo! now folks stop limiting God the problem is you think it's dead and stinking God so I can deal with it. When you ask the right question. Amen. And also, stop questioning God's ability to turn things around. It's not too late to give you that which you're looking for from God. <laughs> Spend more time from this morning. Start worshiping. Instead of worry. Amen. Start praising God. Instead of pouting at God. Hello. Because the Bible says. In Exodus 37. 7-18. I believe you have found favor with God. Lord, have I gone that long? Have I gone that long? The spirit has departed. Ika, Ika, I don't about, but Ika around here. Don't question God's method. Stop trying to figure it out. God did not operate the way you wanted to do. You wanted God to prevent what's happening from happening, and God didn't. Because he's got a bigger program planned. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. He's got a bigger program. Somebody needs to grab a hold of us and run right now. Make a touchdown. And make a touchdown. Say, God, I get the message. You are still in charge. You're still in control. You know what's going on. You're going to come to my house and put things right. God is not late. He's on 
sorry, I got no bad news for you, honey. I got all the good news. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Don't expect me to curse. I'm here to bless. I'm here to tell somebody, God said, don't give up on me. God said, don't give up on me. Why, God, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. I got to do it, God, Jesus. I do it, God, do it, do it, do it, God, do it. Do it, God, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, God, do it, do it. Shout hallelujah. That's a shout hallelujah. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. So God, what do you want me to do? Ask, it shall be given. Seek, he shall find. Knock, it shall be opened unto you. Aren't you glad you're not my wife? I ask her dumb questions all the time. She has no idea where I'm going. But one reason why God blesses me so much because I'm a dumb kid. God loved dumb kid. You know, your your kids are so dumb, they think you work miracles. They want bread. Let's see, go like this. Here it is. Magic. Here it is. You know, they want money. Let's go like this. Here it is. They think you make money. They're dumb to believe that. And the greatest shock in your kid's life is for you to say to your kid, we can't afford it. <laughs> Kids said, come on, Mom, get with it. <laughs> get with it, Dad. Get with it. You know, you've always just pulled it out of nowhere and give it to me. What's wrong with you now? I'm going to tell you, God didn't bring you this far and let you down. Oh, top church! Get on the mountaintop! You're not in a valley! You're crossing mountain! It's time to know that your God is not dead! Your God is not late! Your God is not limited! Your God is not certain! Your God is able to exceed you! I see Jesus cross into a woman. Woman! There's a reason why I'm sitting on your well. Your well is dried up. But I'm not dried up. And if you knew who I was, you'd ask of me. I was thinking, walking to the airport, if those guys ever knew who I am, man, they'd flop me more than the Beatles. I mean, they'd tear me apart. I'm so glad God can see who I am. I wouldn't make it home. They'd tear me apart. You know why? Because I got the word of eternal life. It's better than a Big Mac or a King Burger. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. God wants to give you a tip, honey. He wants to tip you real good. He said, ask. Now, church, not everybody knows how to ask. He said, ask that your joy may be full. I can hear the guy at the gate call me somewhere. You two guys, where you been all this time? But he almost dismissed them. He almost did. He took his eyes off them and started looking at the next person behind them. He said, no, 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 look on us. Look on us. 
Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, you come in this church poor, you will become a princess. Give up your, your, your Oscar and mascara. We've got assets to beautify you. We want to bless you with assets. Hello? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, somebody. God said, you have not because you asked not. Church, somebody here, God sent me to bless you. And I believe if you ask for a fish, he said, I will not give you a serpent. And I had snake before. Snake tastes pretty good. Amen. Hallelujah. If you ask for bread, I wouldn't give you at all a stone. Praise God. He said, I want to do that. In other words, I'm not going to disappoint you. God is not in the business of disappointing people. He's not like Baal that cry, oh! somebody right now where God didn't prevent what you are going through from happening but you wrote him off as if he cannot do intervention divine interruption of what's going on I'm talking to you the rest of you are dismissed to go to McDonald's hello a blind man asked to receive his sight he received it. Ten lepers asked to be cleansed. They were cleansed. Jabez asked for enlargement. He got it. Elisha asked for double portion. He received it. Anna asked for a son. And it happened. What makes you think God is shortened today? He can't continue. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. You want a new job? You got it. You want to raise and pay? You got it. You want good health? You got it. Well, that's how you had nothing. Unto him that is able to keep me from falling and to present me how? Faultless. Does anybody believe this? I know I'm shouting. I'm the only one sweating. You guys are not sweating. And you're wondering, what's wrong with him? He's all worked up. Well, I'm not on steroid. I'm on Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, church. Clap your hands. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can receive Him now. It's not time to question God. It's time to quest after Him. It's not time to worry. Amen, God. It's time to worship God. Somebody needs to realize your fear can turn into divine favor. God... Who among these people are you talking to? I can see the little boy go home with 12 baskets full. Mom! Son, is that you? I can hardly see you. Where have you been? To the bakery? No. Fishing? No. A man called Jesus. First he took my lunch. I thought he was pretty mean doing that. But look what he gave me back. <laughs> don't give up on God God said I got your problem 
on his radar. Tell the person beside you, God knows your number. He knows where you live. And you sign a warrant for your release. Let's clap hands to God right now. I want to ask this church a question. Caleb asked for a mountain. He got it. David asked for recovery of all he lost. He got it. Solomon asked for wisdom. He got it. Hallelujah. The widow asked for revenge. She received it. Nehemiah asked for a favor. He got it. Samson asked for restoration of his hair. He received it. What makes you think God can't do that for you? You should have seen me last night. I wish you were here with the camera. I drove down waterway and said, Honey, and I told you one of these days God's going to do it. I said, I don't know how. I can't do it. But I know He knows people who can do it. Somebody in McMurray have what you need. I told people, I said, look guys, I'm so glad Mount Murray is so cold. It is so cold that all my enemies will not come here. They they despise my results. But they I mean I mean I mean I mean they envy my, my method, but my results they love it. But it's too cold for them to come. But I said I love snow. Some folks said, Well, I hate McMurray. I said, Oh, no, I love McMurray. In fact, I call it Mac Money. I love Mac Money. It's the economy of Canada. Who wants to live in Ottawa? A bunch of bricks and stones and marches. Smog. Now you might marry us a bunch of hypocrites and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The oil never runs out. Let's not come to make money. There are digging trenches for more oil to go to the USA and China and Japan. You know what's coming from? Fort McMurray. At Camp Yogi, we went on a little tour. I had no idea how beautiful McMurray was. I thought, why are we going on cruises anymore? Why are we going on trips anymore? What a beautiful lake we got here. Trees. Birds. It's all here at McMurray. Guys, save your money. Give us in time and offering and go to the lake down there. Mariana Lake and have fun. supernatural God in this building. There's supernatural abundance available to God's people. I'm not making this up, church. I come to talk to you about this today. Now before I close, there are two kind of kids in every family. If you think hard, if you got one kid, then your kid got a split personality. You know that. But your family got two sets of kids. One that knows how to get the money from mommy and daddy and one who just can't. The one that gets it, 
just knows how to ask. And there's another one that's just rude and rambunctious and get pushed aside every time. You know which one I was? Pushed aside every time. <laughs> Until I met Jesus. Because they asked and they got not, they received not. They asked in doubt and did without. Hello? They asked and missed and missed out. Ask in fear and feared out. And they asked wavering. I made a promise one day, Sister Alexander, Sister Alexander, you will not see your grave till I, my prophecy comes to pass. You will not see that grave until it happens. Somebody need to grab a hold of the promise and run. If God can promise Israel a promised land, He can promise you a promised promise. Hallelujah. And you believe it. God give you exceedingly great promises. I don't care what bad situation is. God can turn things around. Hallelujah. You see, preaching like this frustrates you, doesn't it? Does it frustrate you? Learn the secret of asking. Don't beg. Just believe. Don't worry. Just worship. Hallelujah. Last night we were eating crab fest last night. Look at me, really good. Crab fest. And the guy told me the price for it. I said, my Lord. He said, I'll knock it down to where you can have it better. He cut it right down to half the price. When your ways please God, even McDonald's will give you free coffee. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell somebody that. Hallelujah. 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 I don't want to say it because I want to blow it. Hand me out. I keep it to myself. I talk to the mirror. You know, when I want a good conversation and tell the conversation, you know what I do? I find the mirror and talk to myself. Because <laughs> we're both equal. <laughs> hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. Stop your fear. You've got favor with God. Let God turn your problem into promises. Victoria, get up and shout, Hallelujah. I know what you want. You're going to get it. I know what you want. You're going to receive it. Come on. There's a Jabez around here. Go and enlarge your tent. There's Elisha around here. You've got a double portion blessing coming for you. God have not forgotten you. Come on, Caleb. Believe God. Come on, Solomon. God's going to grant you the wisdom you need. Woo! Let's all stand. I'm not through. But you're forcing me to quit. I can tell that. Too bad you're forcing me to quit. I wish you said preach on. And the rest can go home. Abraham staggering at an unbelief. Abraham is as whole and as cold as could be. Sarah is as dried up as juniper. But somebody forgot to tell God that. Hallelujah. They said they stagger not. Something that God make you laugh. I don't know about you, but 
It's nice to be silly around God. And don't act like you're smart because he'll make a fool out of you. Act silly around him and watch him make you wise. I said he will open doors that will shut against you. I said, my friend, when God say yes, no man can say no. When God open that door, no man can shut that door. When God give you a favor, no man can turn it around. God can give you undeniable blessing. Nobody can reverse it. I'm trying to tell somebody, be strong in faith. Come on. He said, I want you to ask that your joy be full. I want you to get from God liberally right now. Don't doubt. Is there somebody, God's talking to you right now and telling you, you don't see the answer. But it's not for you to see it. If you see it, why do you hope for it? In just a few days, I'm about to give God a praise like I've never done before. Nothing is more beautiful than you walk through that door. So, Pastor, for this, I prayed. So Solomon, you didn't ask for riches. You asked for wisdom. But here's the, here's the next part. I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. If you want a fresh anointing from God, step out of your pew and walk down here. that job God promised you to step out you want that situation God going to turn around in your house step out I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom Moses says show me that glory well God want to show you his story right now why don't you raise those hands and say Lord I'm here